Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from PersiesGrowRoom.com. This interview is with Dr. Kelly Seaman, who is from MedCan. You can find her on many different websites, of course, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You'll see throughout the conversation, she's a real cool lady, fun to talk to. We had a nice conversation for about an hour, and it was nice to sit down and just have a relaxed conversation with a doctor, you know? So that was pretty cool. Uh, you'll find out all the information throughout this episode here. I hope you enjoy it. Also, we just want to remind you that next week we don't have a live show. There won't be any cannabis news and there won't be any grow guides. But instead, we're going to put out interviews all week for you. So on Monday, there'll be an interview. Wednesday, there'll be an interview. And Friday, there'll be an interview. And we've got interviews with people like Danny Danko coming up, Kyle from Predictive Breeding, Matthew Gates, Brandon Rust. Uh, we have Tommy Chong, some guys from North Gorillas. We've got so many interviews to get out there to you all, and we want to get that done. We want to get more interviews sent out to you next week so we can catch up with all of the backlog that we have. So I hope you enjoy this interview. I hope you enjoy all of the interviews that we've got coming out next week. But don't forget, still, we have the Grow Guides on Friday, which is all about scrugging cannabis plants. So download that episode too. As usual, massively appreciate you listening to the show. But for now, here is the interview. I'll speak to you after this. So uh, roll something up and enjoy. I'll see you in a bit. Hello. Oh, we're good. We can call you doctor. You have mushrooms behind you. I just caught my attention straight away there. Yeah. Ah. Let's try and get the right bits and bobs in. <laughs> <laughs> we all do it. Come on, we all do it. We have to hide behind avatars. We do, unfortunately. Yes, we do. So we try to squeeze what we can into, into our avatars, such as the, the mushroom for me. We've got, ah. I'm, the, I'm the mushroom guy, <laughs> Mackie, and we have Monkey, who's from the USA. You want to say hi? Yes. Hey, how's it going, Callie? Down here in the Southeast US today. Beautiful weather here. I hope you're having the same. We are for a change. Mm -hmm. right? The UK nice. is renowned for the UK grayness. Especially over a bank holiday weekend. Oh, oh the <laughs> bank holiday was fantastic. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> we've, been, we've been lucky this time, this time around. So we'll pay for it for the next couple of years. That's the problem. Yeah. yeah next year's going to be shit. So bear that in mind. <laughs> you only get one every other year is that the deal yeah every 10 years or so mate it's rare oh, geez rare. <laughs> it's like well, a white christmas I'm into the uk then oh, my gosh <laughs> yeah that happens sometimes that's a rare occasion Ooh. good shit yeah thanks for joining us and usually we just chill and talk about whatever comes to mind really and i suppose the subject today is going to be you and being a phd in plant biology and all that shit that's super cool man if it, it's it sounds cooler than it is yeah. <laughs> doing a phd is actually quite but no it's not boring repetitive i think repetitive is a better way of putting it it is a lot of repeating the same things to check that the results are right and doing the same thing again and the method not quite working and and trying to optimize things and it's yeah it sounds a lot more glamorous than it is and a lot mm. of not sleeping and um but it's led me into a career that I absolutely love that I never thought I'd actually go into. 
Um, right. Well, it did and it didn't, because it's strange. I come from the hydroponic industry yeah. in the UK, which is the kind of, I don't know what, what you know about the hydroponic industry in the UK. It's the, You have an hydroponic industry there. Yeah, we, we know uh, hydroponic is, but I don't know about what it, what it does in the UK. I thought they were just grown naturally. So, no, so here, yeah, we've got really bad light. So everything's indoors. Right, yeah. Mm. And there's an industry... The hydroponic industry sells hydroponic equipment and lights and tents to the public. Mm-hmm. To, and and that's how I kind of really got into, well, no, it was my dad that got me into cannabis. Um, <laughs> that, that, that's the one who, who, who got me into that, bless him. Um, so I have him to kind of uh, thank Such a that. terrible influence. <laughs> well, he took me to the, the, the hydroponic shop I got the job in. Um, Sweet. <laughs> I got to know the boys in the hydro shop by going in with my dad. And then I actually, when I went to university, it was funny. I remember going into this house and looking out the window of this bedroom going, I've got to live here because that's the hydro shop me and my dad go to. So lived there for the first two years of me going to uni when I did a degree in biomedical sciences and kept popping in there for my dad to get his nutrients and various bits and bobs, you know, for Mm -hmm. maintenance of his grow and things. Um, Kind of missed a bit there of my dad used to grow for me because of my epilepsy. Oh, great. You have epilepsy as well. Yes. um, I was diagnosed at the age of 15 in, well, that was in 1995 which is a long time ago. And the, this, the, the whole kind of scene was very, very different. It was a lot more underground. It was a lot more, a lot more quieter. People would be charged a lot more in the UK. Mm-hmm. So there'd be a lot more prosecution, a lot more um, uh, consequences. Um, mm-hmm. And that, that's kind of changed over the years. There's been a, a, a certainly a relaxing um, of... I there's been a change right. a lot. Obviously, we got we got medicinal was allowed from medicinal mm-hmm. um, from 2018, so it was allowed to be prescribed, which changed the the whole sc- sort of kind of perception of it as well. And mm-hmm. um, we've still got a long way to go here in the UK. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, the, 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 that's kind of how um, the start of how I kind of got into all of this and and, and went, ended up working in the local hydroponic shop after working for GlaxoSmithKline, the big pharmaceutical company for a year. All right. What did you work for them? What did you do for those? Uh, drug discovery. So I was in DMPK, which was drug, metabol- drug metabolism and pharmacokinetics. Right. Yeah, wow. sound, again, what's what's um, that? Is that just testing yeah, exactly. drugs, seeing what they do? Or like, oh, look at this plant. I wonder what this does as a medical use not plants that's the problem so there was lots right. of compounds individual compounds hmm. again sounds a lot more glamorous than it actually was Things usually do don't they? that's the way it is <laughs> it looks good on the tv but if you're actually doing it it's not so good <laughs> no it's not like csi at all those mm-hmm. labs all that moonlighting you wouldn't be able to get anything done in that moonlighting <laughs> lab like that. you won't be able to see the sample it's mm-hmm. <laughs> don't happen like that um so yeah that that's kind of yeah I, I did that for a year and there was obviously there was um animal testing occurring there which I wasn't keen on didn't really want much to do with that or mm. um because there was there was obviously understanding what the uh highest level that the um the drug could go to so it was about toxicology there right mm-hmm. it was about how it was metabolized 
where it would reside in the body. So things like in the liver, was it residing in the kidneys? Was it residing in the brain? So mm -hmm. there's lots of kind of testing you would you were doing those. And there was so many departments to it. Mm. You, I was just one little analyst working with one instrument, mm -hmm. putting drugs through, checking that they were of the standard that they should have been. Yeah. And it was so boring. Yeah. It was <laughs> so boring. And I just... Just went, monotonous grind, was it? Same thing every day? Yeah. Exactly wow. that. Oh, no, that wasn't for me. And then the boys at the local hydro shop, when I had to return back to uni to do my final year, um, offered me a job there. And that was 20 years ago. Wow, that long ago. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's how I started. And that company um, started, develop, they developed a brand called Vitalink, which I became formulation cool. chemist for. I'm familiar with that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I use uh, Vitalink pH up and down, I think, and Vitalink Calmac. Mm -hmm. Do you? Oh, that's yeah. interesting to know. Um, the, the, they then split off when I started another company called Aqua Laboratories. Um, during which I was doing a PhD because the first divisional company I worked for sponsored a PhD in nutrient um, formulation and uh, uptaking plants. Again, not very glamorous, quite boring. <laughs> um, but it opened doors for me. That's what it did do. Mm. It, it um, allowed me to understand how to conduct studies. Um, I now look enough to work in licensed cultivation facilities in the UK and around Sweet. the world. So it did lead to that uh, after advising people how to grow in their bedrooms or wherever for many, many years. I've now ended up working in actual licensed cultivation facilities, which is actually really good and working with MedCan support as well, helped to um, start that, which is a, we're, we're applying to be a charity at the moment. <clears throat> it's a, it's what we call a community interest company until you get to a certain level you can't get charity status right um you have to be earning five thousand pounds a year in order to be charity status but anyway sorry medcan support is a is a um charity that helps support families with children with refractory epilepsy mm -hmm. and educate about um medicinal cannabis and is about bringing families together and so that they can then support one another and we can help them get in contact with doctors who can prescribe cannabis, who can help them, neurologists as well, any problems they're having. Um, it's, it's also about education. So we put a lot of webinars on um, helping to educate the cannabis naive, those mm. who, have, who just think it's that wacky backy stuff that, you know, right. teenagers, you know, down the park smoke. No, we <laughs> want to actually open their eyes to this wonderful plant and all the amazing compounds in it and mm -hmm. how it can benefit everybody as well. Um, that, that's kind of where my real passion lies with things, um, but involved in, in it, it's, it's kind of, I, mean, I don't know what it's like for you over where you guys are, but it's, it's kind of a really kind of strange time in the whole, the cannabis boom. Well, this is something we're trying to do as well with the, you know, of, changing that language and, and stopping people having to hide. You know, it shouldn't be that way. And hopefully things will change through time and through education. I think it's gotta be, it's gotta be a change of opinion of this, of, of the, that this isn't a bad plant. It's, it's, it's not, there's nothing bad. You know, what are the dangers from this? What, what are the real bad effects when there are so many good i mean it's not for everyone it doesn't work for mm. everyone and we have to you know 
we, we have to be truthful about that, that it, it's right. not for everyone. But people should have the choice to be able to go to somewhere that they trust so that they can get a supplier that they are happy with, that they are they, they feel is to a standard that they are happy with, that is, um, if they feel that they want it prescribed by a doctor, that they have that choice, as well as being able to, you know, obtain it how they wish to. Yeah, this is the problem in the UK is getting access to it. Because there's uh, some families with the kids with epilepsy, like Hannah Deacon, and she can get it on the NHS. But then there's ladies like Rachel Rankmore who has to pay three yeah. k a month or something, you know, at least two k for their kids' medicine. And, and sometimes what they're having to do is have not have a high enough dose because they can't afford it. And mm -hmm. the fact that there's only three prescriptions of full plant extract on the NHS is is disgusting. I mean, what we've got on the NHS at the moment is things like Epidiolex, which there's, again, still a very limited number of prescriptions of this. But this is what is, is called isolate, that is an individual compound. So it's been extracted and it isn't all of the, the, the different compounds in there. It's not the terpenes included. It's not flavonoids included. It's not, it, it's a little bit, I describe it a little bit like sugar. You've got refined sugar, you've got granulated, mm. which is yeah. sucrose. Or you've got molasses, and there's a lot more nutrition to the molasses, which comes from the sugar beet, because it's got more compounds in there. It's a lot more tastier as well. Um, so... This, this is kind of part of the problem that the, the, in some ways the illusion that there is prescriptions when it, when it's isolate, when it's, it's full plant extract yeah. that we really need to be fighting for. Access. As usual, they just made it look like they've done something. Yeah. They really haven't, you know. Do you think there's, I mean, you've worked in the medical industry. Do you think there's some kind of a hidden agenda to why they don't legalise cannabis properly? I want to believe there isn't. I genuinely want to believe there isn't. Uh -huh. However, I, I keep asking the question, which industries will lose a lot of money if cannabis becomes legal? Yep. So many industries, so many. I mean, uh -huh. The medical industry will be probably be the top one, and then you have tobacco, alcohol, and these I all think have... Alcohol, I think alcohol's further up there. Mm -hmm. I, I think you'll find that alcohol is... In, back in the 1990s, there was a campaign that was done by, do you remember Leah Betts? Yeah, the girl who died from, well, died from drinking too much water after taking ecstasy. Died oh. whilst consuming ecstasy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. let, let, let's call it whilst consuming. She okay. happened to be consuming it at the same time. She didn't mm -hmm. die from ecstasy. She... That's right, yeah. Now, at the same week, somebody died of alcohol poisoning. Mm -hmm. But were they on billboards? Very good no. point. I'm sure people die from alcohol poisoning every day in this country. Why were they not on billboards? Why, why were they not all over the news? Why, why, why? Because the alcohol industry funded that campaign. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe that, this is what the uh, this is what all the stoners need to do. We need to get together and start launching some campaigns upon billboards like that. Alcohol killed ten people this week. <laughs> cannabis killed how many? Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that one chick who took the dodgy stuff, which wasn't even cannabis last week. Yeah, but that, that girl who died from taking that edible. It's like, yeah, that, it's uh, again, not even cannabis, is it? That was all misrepresented again. Yeah, again. Put out there to mm -hmm. grab your attention, clickbait, grab your attention and not actually report the truth. And I think there's a lot of this occurring at mm -hmm. the moment. Mm -hmm. Misinformation, clickbait kind of 
stuff that grabs your attention. Mm. Um, if you think that they've got an agenda, you're a conspiracy theorist. So uh, hence why I am very... Yeah, I, I'm careful <laughs> what I say. Careful in what I say, because I, mm -hmm. I don't want to be banded into that. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I want to provide data. I want to provide yeah. evidence backed evidence, real world evidence mm -hmm. and education. And, and I want to continue to do that. Um, and, and through channels like this, uh, I, I hope to do that, that, that I am, you know, I'm supportive of Grow Your Own, but it's not where I see where the help is needed. Mm, Grow Your Own will carry on regardless, right? They, they, they ain't yeah. going to stop it. They don't need that. Right. These families with children need the help. I'm glad you mentioned Rachel Rackamore, but she's one who doesn't ever get really mentioned, you know, mm -hmm. doesn't get the same media attention. Yeah. And all of these families need bringing to the media attention, you know, to try and get people to help sponsor them. People who have got, you know, a spare couple of hundred pounds and, and people, there are people out there who donate to other charities to give it directly to these families to help them to be able to fund these prescriptions. Yeah. I mean, that's something we're hoping to do at MedCan Support, that we are, we're not going to be funding the prescriptions, but what we're doing is we're putting a grant system together for the families yeah. so that uh, they can apply for, um, say, some equipment. Say there's a difference between the two wheelchairs, that their, their children can't afford the super-duper one. What mm -hmm. we will do is subsidise and help make that extra up with the grants um, for that, for what you know, whatever funding they get from their local authorities, and that's yeah, what we're, that's we're aiming to do at MedCan Support is to do that. Um, but I would encourage anyone who's listening to this who, who want to help support um, families. This, this is one of the ways that you can because it, it's directly helping someone. It's just a shame out there to see them struggling. You know, and to think that they have to reduce the amount of medicine that they're given to their kid, which could essentially mean make the difference between five and zero seizures every day yep. every day man it's crazy to see these people suffering and the government should be ashamed of themselves but you know they they feel no shame they don't they don't roll like us normal people they just they live in a different world that's that's yeah that's for sure we, and that's why we have to kind of communicate with them in a different way because they they they, they do they do communicate in a different way. They do live in a different world. Mm -hmm. And, and this, is, this is what I'm hoping to help do with through things like the CIC, it's the Cannabis Industry Council, where we are, we are bringing reports together to take to government to, and hopefully be the voice for, for the whole industry so that, that there are chances for littler businesses to be able to succeed in this, this industry that is coming. Um, it's going to be a long, hard struggle. It's yeah, not serious. going to be simple. Do you think uh, because things are changing in the USA, do you think that's going to make much of a difference here in the UK or they're just going to ignore that? Well, every time I talk to someone in the US, they keep telling me that it's not as good as it's, it appears from over mm. the pond. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's definitely not. a fact, correct, yes. Mm. And everyone I speak to. So I don't... I, 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 will we follow that way? I, I don't know. Um I own for the last two years of what's happened and what I've witnessed, I really don't know what the government will do next, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I, I feel that. It's a genuine people keep asking, oh, do you think they'll legalize it? I went They have to at some point. It's just how quick how long is it gonna be until it happens? 
And to what degree? And to what what yeah, mm -hmm. will it be decriminalized? I think they Maybe. won't ever allow home growth. I think that's something that this government will not allow. They only just about really. let people have home brew. Never mind home grow. We're not the kind of we're all health and safety conscious and things like that. And they'll be just be like, no, you can't do home grow because the lights are very high power and you might set fire to something. <laughs> but well, you say that right. Okay. 20 years in the hydro industry, some of the stories I've heard and pictures I've seen, mm. some of the larger setups, yes. Uh, I, I, you know, that is a, it is a, it is a concern, you it know. Is, yeah, it should be. It should definitely, I mean, when they, people say maybe home growers should have a license and shit, which that does kind of make sense too, because you do want people to be safe. It should be about safety of the, of the consumer to, to make sure people know how to use a car before they go driving it. And people but, should know these basic things about electricity, safety, water around electricity, mold and proper extraction. They should know these things before they take that step because it, it would reduce the risk of fire and shit like that. It's oh, the last definitely. thing you want to see, isn't it? Oh, definitely. Uh, you know, it, it is it, it's, it's, it's tr almost training kind of thing some people don't realize about overloading um mm -hmm. circuit breakers yeah that, that that is a very common one i remember people putting in relays and they put an extension onto a relay another four-way extension and then run mm -hmm. another, so there's eight lights running off of this relay it's like it's not designed to take eight lights mate <laughs> mm -hmm. it ain't, ain't designed to take it yeah you're lucky it didn't go up you're mm -hmm. lucky it didn't go up um mm -hmm. And hopefully it will then also help to increase the stand of equipment. Yes, so yeah, that that'd be cool. The, you know, the, I, I, there is some very good equipment out there. There's some mm. very good lights and there's very good, you know, you know responsible um, companies within the hydro industry. There's some fabulous people within the hydro industry. Yeah, and um, like anything, there's also the opposite. Yeah, you're always, you're always mm -hmm. going to get two ends of the spectrum, yin and yang. You're always mm -hmm. going to get it. As that's just a fact of life. Yeah, we've, we've seen. Uh, sorry, Mark. Okay. Unfortunately, as a consumer, though, when you enter that industry, you're you're really attracted by that low price entry point, all that cheap stuff, mm. and that's not where we should be. Mm. The, the, there should be standards, at least on the equipment. There should be standards that should be met. Um, yes, minimum should be in place for everybody. I don't care who you are. Yeah, and that's just something we love doing in the UK as well. You know, making sure the shit's safe before he goes out. All, all these standards and regulations we have. But it's always in the name of consumer safety, which is something which bothers me about cannabis. It's like, why why is cannabis ignored? Why, why is the consumer of this product completely ignored and left to be at risk? Because, you know, getting cannabis from anywhere, it has to be got from somewhere. It's not regulated. You don't know about the quality of it or the strength of it, or whether it's been infected with mold or pesticides. You don't know any of this, and the government is just happy for us to carry on going on this way. It's an absolute farce, man. There is no safety for the consumer when it comes to cannabis. I mean, there's, some, there's labs that are being set up um, slowly, um, cool. but I think we, we need to move. We need to move the whole industry forwards. It, mm. it needs. We needs to. Something needs to happen soon. Um, that 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 is, as I say. The last two years is just, it kind of blows your mind. Yeah, it's put everything on pause, really, isn't it? Mm. Where, where we were, things have not progressed. Since the law changed three years ago, things have not progressed at all, really. No, um, 
we've got more clinics so things are clinics are popping up and yeah but they're not the right direction to go i don't think so especially because we have the nhs and yeah. with the clinics it's the same thing again you have to be able to afford it yeah. so cannabis is only legal for those who have the money same thing with growing it. it's like you said you've worked in places where cannabis has been grown in pharmaceutical industries and it's 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 uh it's like cannabis is not illegal to grow in the uk you just have to be rich enough to pay for it if you can pay for that hefty license you can go and grow as many plants as you like and you can sell it to different countries around the world if you have the money uh, to get the license and bribe the politicians but you know the people who want to provide themselves in their spare room they're not allowed to it's a very elitist stuff. attitude right there isn't it welcome to the uk man yeah, yeah. crazy you uk inc <laughs> yeah the haves can have and the have nots will never have mm -hmm. it, it, it's how we, how we change this i i i don't know no it's a baffling isn't it? it's a confusing one there is no there, there is some of us working we, we are working on lobbying um good good yeah that'd be a good um, start there is there is within the cic i am the chair of the adult consumption scope group so we are looking at that side of things where that is going how we take that forwards um mm. there's there's some idea there's lots of ideas being banded around there so there, there are people who are trying um, I mean, part of that you've got, you've probably come across Professor Mike Barnes and Hannah Deakins, part of it, a <laughs> um, number of other different um, kind of people from the industry, CBD companies, as well as licensed producers, pharmacies. Um, there is a number, a breadth of, there's like 100, over 100 different companies and charities in there. So there's patient groups in there as well, with politicians. Um, so there is a breadth of people trying to come together to lobby to create documents to the mail to present to the government that speaks their language that will hopefully give everybody a chance mm -hmm. hopefully yeah hopefully i think at the end of the day it's just going to take a big fat paycheck or a big check being handed to the right person and then things will start moving forward it seems to be that way nowadays it's a shame <sighs> yeah it, it, it is unfortunately but we can't keep dwelling on that. We've got to mm -hmm. keep doing what yeah. we're doing and educating and getting yeah. that change, changing the stigma, changing the perception, getting your granny so that she's going to the dots and going, oh, what's this cannabis stuff? Can I have some? <laughs> you know, if we've got if we've got that happening, the the doctors have then got to educate themselves. Mm -hmm. They've got to be forced to, well, oh, I keep getting asked about this, this cannabis stuff. I, um members are out to learn about it because I keep getting asked about it um, rather than just deferring to the, oh, it gives you psychosis um, when they've not really looked at all <laughs> the kind of millions of papers, well, not, not millions, thousands, thousands mm. of papers that are out there. Um, the, the, there is, you know, there is scientific data to back this up. Mm -hmm. And I think it's as all of us, we can all do our little bit by going to the doctor and taking papers with us and asking people about it and, and just just asking people what they know about cannabis and just getting that kind of that idea in the head that it's not a drug, that it's a, a medicine. That well, people... We uh, we encourage our listeners to buy Dr. Bonnie Goldstein's book, Cannabis is Medicine. And they, uh, they buy two copies, one for themselves, and they take one into their GP or their nurse practitioner, who whoever might need it. 
who just needs the information, you know? Brilliant idea. Uh, yeah, no, that is a fantastic book, that one. Um, mm -hmm. In fact, it's up there with a variety of other ones. I'm working uh -huh. on getting a signed copy right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> She's a busy lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's lovely. We, we've had, in fact, we've had Bonnie on one of our um, webinars for MedCan Support. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, she, she knows so much, man. She's such a wealth of knowledge. And she's just brave. She just speaks out about this shit. She yeah. tells it like it is, you know? Yeah. She, Have you come across the Knox sisters as well? Uh, no, that doesn't ring a bell. They're, 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 they're a pair of, uh, they're kind of like a, a family that, that work together of doctors that do this. Um, it's... Uh, K-N-O-X, um, there's, there's a couple of them. And again, they speak out. I've seen them on, on, on a number of webinars. Um, another one to, to um, look at is Dr. Danny Gordon. Have you come across her? No, no. Um, check this out. Yeah, Dr. Danny Gordon, she's, uh, she's just opened a, a clinic as well, and she looks at the at whole holistic therapy and it, the, whole, the whole picture. And I think this is part of, in some ways, the problem is that everybody wants a pill to just solve the problem they've got and mm. um, cure the, the, and cannabis isn't going to do that. It doesn't cure my epilepsy. It mm -hmm. just helps to control it. So it helps my sleep, helps with my anxiety. Well, the right, um, chemovar helps with my anxiety. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it, it just helps with quality of life as opposed to it stopping my seizures. Um, that, that, that is... I think as well, there's in some ways, there's another extreme that's happening with the industry where there's a bit of an overselling of the CBD, that, that it's this kind of um, miracle drug that's going to cure everything. Mm. It's good and it's a, definitely a quality of life improver and it does, but we also have to be realistic that it isn't going to do what it wants for everyone. And it all depends on the form you get in it as well. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I always like to sort of go back to that of, of, of thinking that way. Um, but yeah, the, she looks at things like diet as well. So looking at your whole well-being, which I think as humans, we don't do enough. We kind of say we, we've almost been trained to just go, well, I'll take a pill and it'll solve the problem. Mm. And we need to be looking at what, what the cause and effect of the problem is. Yeah. How, you know, why are you stressed? and taking some time to just actually focus on yourself and to actually breathe and meditate and making sure you're doing regular exercise, drinking plenty of water, looking at your diet, looking at what you're intaking. If you're eating a load of crap, you ain't gonna feel good. Mm -hmm. True. I mean, we've sure. just had Easter. And I've garbage in, garbage out. <laughs> yeah, same as, same as the plant, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Same as, you know, it's life, yeah. Yeah, it's like if people take care of themselves the way they take care of their plants, sometimes they'll be a lot healthier, you know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. find the best foods, giving it the best light, best soil. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's, it's expensive. Well. Yeah, things are expensive nowadays. People can't afford to live all nice, they just scraping by. Is it that we've got used to a life of luxury? And do we need all of these luxuries of which we have? Are we are we obsessed with this? This we we can live. We won't die if we don't have a television. We won't really? die if we don't go on a luxury holiday every year. We mm -hmm. won't die if we don't have the 
latest pair of trainers. We won't, you know, so maybe we need to actually more look at our mental state of what we need and what we want. Mm -hmm. It's this, uh, it's the, I don't know, the zeitgeist of the people nowadays and in progression, constantly progress, get more, you know, you want growth rather than sustainability. And we need to start looking at things that are more sustainable rather than growing a certain percentage every year. Yep, definitely, definitely. And and giving back as well. Not mm -hmm. just, you know, giving back to the environment, giving back to people, giving back to the community and just trying to, trying to help people and be supportive as well. Mm -hmm. Right. <clears throat> that should be part of it, definitely. It should be part of just being a member of society in general, doesn't it? Yeah. Be there for each other. We're hippie stoners, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that, that, that is part of that whole, the whole kind of, the difference between the community and the industry. Um, True. This is definitely, yesterday I went down to Hyde Park for 420. Cool. I was, there was, I felt old. Yeah, the majority of people there were under twenty-five. Yeah, right. So I, I felt, yeah, there, there was these goddamn youngins, <laughs> <laughs> just, just different ways. Smoking their smelly leaf. <laughs> Do you know actually what I was more surprised at? The amount of balloons and nitrous oxide. The amount of people who had backpacks. Oh, really? With really? a canister in that's oh, what 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 kind of surprised me the amount of that i saw and heard, well, or constantly could hear damn that's crazy that 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 did i say surprise me um the police presence there was a big police presence there and they were more interested in anyone vendoring so anybody trying to put up a um gazebo put table out trying to sell anything mm -hmm. they were very much more interested in that that's what they right. were interested in getting them to take that down wanting them no you're not putting this up you're not selling you're not exhibiting anything mm -hmm. they left uh, i didn't see any trouble within the actual park itself at all wow it must be uh, a relief for the police when they go to different events like that any other event Except for the event on 420 at Hyde Park, there's trouble somewhere. There's people fighting Somebody's somewhere. Fight. Well, yeah. I heard later on, I've not seen this, I've got no, I heard today off of somebody, I didn't, I've not looked it up, but apparently there was trouble on Oxford Street at eight o'clock in the evening. Oh, right. Well, in result of the, uh, the meetup at 420. I, I don't, I don't know. There was apparently rioting on Oxford Street. If the right. two were, were linked or not, again, I've, I've not looked, I've not had a chance. I've not had time yeah, to just don't up. don't check the BBC for that info. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, well, it was all because of the cannabis. No, it's just shocking, man. The propaganda we have to deal with. And just won't you let just, us have our herbs. Yeah, you just have to, I think, is is take for a better phrase, take everything with a pinch of salt now. Mm. I stopped <laughs> yeah, yeah. worrying about stuff I can't control or I mm. end up in a the pickle and that's why I, I, i'm more trying to focus on community and what change what i can and help what i can where i am yeah that's good advice sense. um 
I, I am someone who would rather give to a local charity that I, I can see where it's happening as opposed to a big charity like Save the Children or something, a large, you know, international mm. charity. I'd rather give it to one of my, you know, smaller kind of yeah. in the local area where I, I see people benefit, you know, like the local sea cadets mm -hmm. um, where I can see that, oh, right, they, they've had to fix a hole in the side of that boat. That kind of thing. Important, you know, that one. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be a seeker, let you see. So we All used right, to buy biased. Long. It's a biased opinion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we used to, I, I remember relying a lot on donations, mm. standing there with a, a, a collector yeah. On, yeah. on flag days, we used to call them. Mm -hmm. Stand there with one of them canisters, and you were lucky if you got stood at one of the supermarkets because there were heaters there. Sometimes you just used to get stood on, uh, on the corner of the local bank through town. That's what you used to do, and that, and that used to generate a lot of cash for the the, the actual sea cadet units. So we could do repairs on one of the boats that we used to use, or the bus needed repairs, or it failed its MOT. That mm -hmm. was that was the most common one. The bus had failed its MOT. Oh gosh. The shame how the charities get the last of the last of equipment like that, you know? Yeah. Worn out. Let's give it away to charity. It's worn out. Yeah, let's not give them a new one. No, <laughs> give them the old one. We'll get the new one. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you uh, use cannabis yourself there, Kevin? Yes. Um, do, you, do you smoke it? Use it oil? What's your preferred yeah. method? So I will, on a morning, uh, I'll use a CBD tincture to start the day. Cool. That's that's what I'll, I'll tend to start the day with. And then on an evening, I will, uh, I'll, I tend to smoke now. I probably shouldn't admit smoking because smoking's bad. Chug the bone, okay? Yeah. So you're supposed to vaporize it, but I don't mm -hmm. get the same effect from vaporizing it, if right. I'm honest. What vape you got? Uh, I've got the Mighty. Well, oh, cool. Got the mighty. I've got the crafty. The crafty is nice because that's kind of like little, but it's still quite big. Mm -hmm. And then I've got quite a few of the kind of the dab ones. Now, I'm not mm -hmm. bit, I'm not big on dabs because it hurts my throat and hurts my lungs. If I'm mm -hmm. honest, don't like dab rigs, and in some ways it's a bit too intense. It's more for them younguns, <laughs> twenty year olds. Yeah, kids nowadays though they don't know what the old bucket was. Bloody no. Oh, yeah, you know, back in my day, <laughs> it smoked my bung in a bucket, 25 oh, litres. Oh, in your mouth. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, those tiny bits of light. He used to stick oh. some holes in a Coke can. We were good. <laughs> These kids, they don't know where they're lucky. <laughs> uh, that's Give me that honestly. potato in a Give yes, me that potato and a pair of knife. We're going to smoke, mm, damn it. That's right. We'll figure something out. It's funny how things have changed over the, the last 25 years. You know, many because the internet just makes everything so much easily accessible to everybody now. 100%. I've always wanted to do a bong eat challenge. Right. <laughs> so where uh, there's a big kind of like, you've seen scrap eat challenge where they've got mm -hmm. a scrapyard and they've got to build some out of it. Well, we, we let's just have like random items that people have then got to challenge to make a bong out of it. Bong eat <laughs> challenge. Mm, I like that. Mm. These are your ingredients. Go. <laughs> this is what you've got a choice of. And as you said, with random things that, and the more inventive, the better. So you'd have a Coke can then. If they just did a Coke can, you're like, ah, 
It's not very inventive, that mate. Been been <laughs> been and done. I want to see some crafting. I want to see some engineering done with this. That's right. Oh. Let's have some percolators built into this thing, or maybe some power. Maybe yeah, electricity in here somehow. <laughs> this one's got lights. <laughs> right. Lasers. Yeah. Yes. No, I incorporated a fridge into this. I so think it we just stays cool. <laughs> First thing on weed TV is gonna be this the bong heat. Man, that's a good idea. You know, a plug-in bong that stays cool. Shit. <laughs> Shit. Take it like a little mini mini fridge and take the compressor out to get oh, fucking edit yeah, that dude. out. Nobody stated that idea. That's you mine. Water chiller, mate. Water chiller. That's what there you go. I'm saying. Yeah, water yeah, yeah. chiller bong, bro. Damn. <laughs> or a freeze dryer now. If you've got a freeze dryer and then soak through the freeze drying unit. <laughs> Man, this sounds like a good idea. Maybe it would work. <laughs> mm. I think you heard it here first. You have to you have to provide enough weed though for the planning session to make these brainstorms really good though. That's the thing. It's got to have the right right kind of weed available. You just got me thinking now if it would work as shit. I'm actually thinking about it. So. Yeah. <laughs> the next carpet person's the bomb yeah. challenge. <laughs> so you, do you still work in a grow shop then, Kelly? No, I, it's been about oof. I've we, we started Aqualabs back nine years ago. Right. And that's we started the brand Shogun then. Oh, cool. Um, Shogun's your stuff. Yeah, I'm the formulation chemist for Shogun Fertilizer. Have you heard of Shogun Fertilizer? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's me. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was when I were, last worked in a grow shop, um, was back then, and that was doing PhD at that time. Um, but obviously, I'm in the trades, do all the trade shows, auto pots, some social, all of those kinds of events. And so I quite often have to go to the shops to do training. So I actually went from working in one shop and never going to another grow shop, really, to then doing sort of tours of grow shops, training them about shogun fertilizers cool. um, when we first started um, with our sales boys back then. Um, so I got to see some, yeah, there's some definitely interesting shops. Yeah, and <laughs> that sounds a bit, uh, you wasn't happy with some of them. <laughs> no, 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 not unhappy. Just, 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 again, another world, another mm. world, another world. That's, that's uh, the only way. Yeah, L London, North London's interesting. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so again. right. Advanced gear. Um, yeah, just backstreet kind of hmm. rough. Damn, it's yeah. a concern when you go to the grow shop, though, isn't it? Is it like you think about this police going to be sitting out there, or you know, uh, not just police but gangsters. Unfortunately, through the years, I've heard stories of people being followed back from shops. I've, I've mm -hmm. heard this. Um, uh, you know, um, unfortunately, this is this is part of part of that kind of industry that that, that mm -hmm. industry and scene. Um, it's the consequences we have because of prohibition. Correct, exactly that. Um, and and that the problem is is that these people that you hear this happening to can't then ring the police because they've had the door kicked in, mm -hmm. and there's some nasties gone and brought, come in with a bunch of baseball bats. I've heard that story so. There, there is two kind of sides to the, the, the whole industry and, and this is where we need 
prohibition to be sorted out so people can be safer, so people, you know, aren't afraid because they've just, you know, sorting themselves out with a, you know, in the front bedroom with a, a little grow because it's cheap for them. They don't want to have to go to a dealer. They don't want to have mm-hmm. to go out. They don't want to have to go meet someone in a car park. They don't want to have to deal with that. They don't want to have to know what they're not getting. They want safe, sane access to cannabis. And the only way to do that right now is to do it yourself. They want informed consumption. That's what they want. That's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. And, 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 and I think the consumer really wants throughout whatever way they want to obtain it. So people want to go to the shop and obtain it. But what they want is informed consumption so that they know what they're getting, you know, where it's come from. And, you know, we should be able to go to the shop and, you know, be able to get a couple of different strains because... But it's dangerous. Think of the children. Yeah. (laughs) I am thinking of the children. (laughs) Yeah. You know, that's it. We much better controlled if it was in the hands of professionals. I'm not mm-hmm. saying about drug dealers and professionals. Some of them do take that shit seriously. And fair yeah. play to those guys. They're just trying to make a living. You know, it's not their fault that it's uh, prohibited. But some people do be, just take advantage of it. There should be guidelines. As you said mm-hmm. about the electricity, that people should be trained on what, what, what safety is of using electricity. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this shouldn't just be about the actual end product itself. It's about safe production as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- th- there are kind of... Um, dangers to that side of it um and we can't ignore them we we, we really can't um but what we can do is create harm reduction and and do this training and and see drugs aren't the problem it's not knowing what you're taking is the problem Mm -hmm. it's not knowing that how strong what you've got is yeah what's it mixed with you know when you talk about other drugs not just cannabis like cocaine for example where it's laced with fentanyl and that's that's causing major issues. Same with heroin and things like that too. It's all laced with fentanyl nowadays. It's funny you bring up the cocaine thing. That, that apparently since 1990s, the purity of it has gone up massively. Yeah, I've heard that too. And apparently that's a problem. Yeah, what the fuck is that about? <laughs> that's the problem. Oh, you fucking played it. You're supposed to have a little bit of petrol in there. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Um, it, it's and the, the thing is, is that people want to know the strength of what they're getting. As you say, with heroin, that that actually heroin is is what's known as diamorphine, and right. people can live many many years taking that with an addiction and them not die. The problem mm-hmm. is, is what it's cut with, and a lot of overdoses are due to contaminants. Yeah. Fentanyl being a big one, um, uh, being a very big one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and people thinking that the, the, the quantity they've got uh, that they would normally use half a gram and and you know that that kills them yeah. because it's it, it's laced with whatever um, and people should be able to make you know informed consumption you that's know right. and, and that that's what I think As, need- while alcohol is still out there legalized then anybody's able to go and buy it from the shop they have no arguments against anything else alcohol is one of the worst drugs there is you know it's highly addictive it it will ruin your body in large amounts it can kill you in 24 hours so it's it's, while that is out there on the streets and readily available to everybody they have no arguments against the rest of these drugs in my opinion they can fuck off they're just lying bastards because they've been bribed by them companies (laughs) 
that, 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 yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, controlling it is a big thing. Yeah. It, it, it's we've got education to do. There's still a lot of education mm-hmm. um, to be done surrounding a, a, a lot of things. Um, the, the, there's still a long way to go with it, and hopefully, mm-hmm. some of the work that I'm doing with drug science as well is helping with that. And and hopefully, that education will will. Um, We'll get out there. There seems to be so many organisations on this fight as well. You know, like, like you said, uh, there's End Our Pain as well. You know, I'm sure yep. you know them guys. And there was uh, We The Undersigned, but I don't think they're doing anything now. I think Phil Monks ended that organisation. Uh, I've not heard from that from a while. There is. Um, oh, I can see the logo in my head. Why can't I, I see it? Um, oh, It's got the hands. Oh, now I'm trying to think of the name. It's going to do me head in. There's the one in Ireland, then the uh, yeah, that's it. There's so many of them. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's lots of different kind of organisers, but by bringing it all together and bringing the information, mm-hmm. trying to just present this in a way that's palatable to everyone. Yeah, we, we've got to get the cannabis naive on board as well. As I say, there's grannies, the teachers. Those, your mums, your dads, those who would normally just think it's, you know, wacky-backy. Yeah. Get them going, oh, actually, this might do something. I think it's Seed Our Future is what we're thinking. That was it. That's the one. Thank you. It always pops up there eventually. Just a bit of lag, that's all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy, man. A lot of organisations. You think it's a point of the too many uh, cooks in the kitchen or something like that? What's that? What's I was saying? Too many chefs spoil the broth. No, I think everybody's got their own little community there, and each community will come together in a different way. Mm. Each will have their own common, you know, um, goals yeah. and own yeah. common kind of interests as well. Not everybody wants the same thing. What there needs to be is just an understanding between all of the the kind of organisers. You've got, you know, organise that plea. Um, as well, uh, they're another patient-led organisation. Um, and LEAP got... as well from law reform, you know, yep. the, the police doing their thing. Yeah, It's crazy the amount of organisations on this fight and we all still seem to be unheard by the government. I think ignored. Yeah. Better way to put it. Mm-hmm. They hear us, they know we're here, but they're just not listening. Yeah, I think the purpose of ignoring I genuinely think it's a purposeful ignoring. I think they have to to some extent because the older generation in this country is the generation that votes and they're still under the uh, reefer madness kind of mindset, thinking that yeah. it does cause schizophrenia and paranoia. And you know, it's, uh, it's a hard drug like all the other drugs are. So they have to appeal to those voters before they appeal to the youth. Well, I think what we've got to do is actually get it into education. So getting it into university courses, any medicinal course, any course mm. that covers medicine, be that nursing, be that biomedical sciences, cannabis should be covered as a drug, as, as, as a form of medication. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Getting it through those kind of generations to start off with. So the next up and coming um, practitioners in whatever be that psychology, it'd just be on the curriculum. Mm-hmm. It'd be accepted and, and, and that, that thought pattern change. And it, it, it's, I don't think the work, I don't think the UK or, or the establishment or whatever you want to call it is quite ready for it yet. 
Mm. I don't think they're quite ready for this liberalisation mm. yet. Um, and that, that will change through education. Um, I, I think that this is coming and that's where the, all these different organisations are important because they're all telling story, you know, their stories and how it's helped them in their way and what works best for them as well. Because it's not just about what works for one group of people. It's got to be about what works for everyone. Yeah. Sure, man. And it's hard to find a system that works for everybody, especially yeah. nowadays. It's so easy to piss people off. <laughs> but what about this smell? I don't like this smell. You can't just make things illegal because you don't like the fucking smell of them. It's craziness, man. <laughs> But I do think I do think times will change eventually because they fucking have to. They can't keep doing this. But I do think that the cannabis community needs to do more. We spoke to our friend Billy Bonds a few days ago, and he uh, he suffers with cancer, and he recently got arrested for growing his own cannabis. And he he's so angry, man. He's so pissed off. Feels let down by the community because you know we're not out there fighting on the on the corner of Downing Street every day, like we demand this we have waited for long enough now how long are we supposed to be peaceful peacefully protesting and going nowhere with it what well, while children and adults essentially you know we, there's lots of different medical uses for cannabis that they're dying or at least their quality of life is massively diminished because the government choose to ignore us for the amount of times they have there's something majorly wrong with this shit and we need to do something about it yeah but this is where the peaceful protest need to carry on because there's not respect mm -hmm. you know if you it, it kind of backs more of what they're saying of what the problem is that, that you know it'd be me for madness so they, they went mad because of all this cannabis they're consuming and mm. look yeah, yeah. Cool. So, so it's about presenting the data to them it's about it's about lobbying and that does take a lot longer it does take a longer but it's the language they speak unfortunately yeah mm -hmm. you've got to play them at their own game exactly this thing uh carly barton's been doing with uh can card yeah there's many people you see speak out against can card and disagree that people have to get this card to be safe it's all bullshit and it's like yeah it's bullshit you shouldn't need this card and carly says that herself yeah you know, she wishes she didn't have it. to do it yeah we shouldn't need it but right now we need it and it helps people right now so it's it's a good thing to have, though. Yeah, as you say, you shouldn't need it, and mm -hmm. and, and that is, it, it should. We shouldn't be at that point where you've got to carry a card around to prove that you're, you know, using yeah. this medicinally. We should be a, a, in a country where it shouldn't matter. Now, we we should also be respectful of where we consume. Mm -hmm. You know, of course. you know, people don't want to always smell it, so you know. You know, we should be we should remember to be respectful of yep. others as well. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. Uh, you know, it isn't the local park the right place to do it. Uh, if there's no one around or there's no kids around, no problem with that. Yeah. But you know, not everybody wants to smell it. Not everybody wants mm -hmm. to. And I think sometimes we do need to be respectful of that. Um, I think there's there's sometimes that's forgotten. Yeah. Um, to be respectful for everyone of, of whatever they choose to do with their life. That's right. And we need to be respected in return. Yeah. And I yeah. think it will, it will come in time. But that's it. You just got to play them at their own game, like Carly does. You, you know, she's in there in the offices with the police officers as a exactly. cannabis user and a cannabis grower. Exactly. And she's up there with the government. And 
there's just certain ways these games have to be played to get these fools' attentions. Yeah, it's it's Carly has learned how to speak their language, Mm -hmm. and that is what this is about: speaking their language and 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 you know, demonstrating that things can be you know that that stereotype that people who consume cannabis are you know a waste of space. Yeah, lazy stoners. Yeah. Um, you know that that it will it will cause problems. They won't get jobs. They won't succeed. Um, we need we need to kind of get rid of that that kind of that stereotyping. Um, we, we, we've got to do that. I and mean, one of the best kind of advertisements I saw for it was cannabis help this this sixty year old woman be able to do the hoovering. And okay. it, was, it was and it was something as simple as that that mm-hmm. somebody could relate to. Of of going oh actually right this this person can do that's me do the washing up man I I don't ever do the washing up in the house you know the wife does it all unless it's like two o'clock in the morning and I'm stoned and I'm downstairs by the sink I might as well do some washing up while I'm there but that's about the only time and I won't do that unless I'm high so I'm a you terrible get, husband you yeah you need to get your <laughs> shit together boy sorry that, 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 would, that would not be happening in my household well, well it's like. like I, I well, grow say, all of the cannabis for her, so you know she. That's her deal. What <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's about compromise and give and take. We all have our own duties. Mm-hmm. We all do our own bits and contribution. <laughs> I, I grow her lots of nice weed. <laughs> You're a good husband, then. <laughs> You're a very good husband. Do you, I suppose you don't? You can't even say if you do grow. You want to keep that secret. No comment, but I got a husband like you. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Lads, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to disappear because I've been on here an hour now. Oh, my gosh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we, of course, everybody's always very busy, man. We appreciate you taking the time out to come and speak to us for as long as you have. Very no much problem. So. We should do it again sometime. It's been just... so much fun. Bring some weed with you next time, maybe we'll go this with that shit. <laughs> well, you, any of the festivals this year? Yeah, yeah, Product Earth or Paradise um, Gardens or possibly, possibly. I I always like to wait until uh, it's closer to the time. Different work commit- commitments and things happen on random times. And I need to know, you know, keep my calendar free. Yeah. Yeah. You, maybe within a couple of days of there, I'll be like, I can actually make it this time. I, I have to do it. <laughs> Well, there's quite a few on. As I said, I know the product is a good one. There's usually some good music mm-hmm. on there. Paradise Garden, the first one was last year. Um, it's the Secret Weekend um, preliminary one this weekend, which I would have liked to have gone to, but I'm at a CBD show tomorrow. And Saturday. Nice. Where, where's the CBD show tomorrow? Down in London, Olympia. So oh, it's, right, it's right. Um, also CBD show and... Um, Oh, what was it? Alternative medicines? Not alternative medicines. Herbal medicines. Yeah, other plant kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Holistics. Is that what they call it? Yeah, I can't remember the exact phrase. It weren't. It wasn't called holistics. It was something like nat- natural products. That's it. Right. There CBD and natural products show. Okay. It's something. Okay. It's a step somewhere, you know, people seeing that word more often. Yeah. That's what you that's what you need, man. Just keep feeding the subconscious with C B D, cannabis, sativa face mask, whatever you fucking need. Put that well, in yeah. people's face, yeah. Mm-hmm. As daft as it sounds, that the, the the people are just 
become then almost numb to it. Mm. They don't they don't see it as oh yeah you could put it in face masks. It, it doesn't then become the the dirty drug anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know the, we can tell when the game's fully changed when the old lady's like, oh you smell that dog shit weed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I can't see that happening, but that would be hilarious. I love that dog shit flavor. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> and poopine is wonderful stuff. but with that we should let you go then Callie (laughs) on that note (laughs) on that note (laughs) keep up the good work and yeah I hope you'll we'll see you at the uh one of the events throughout the year sometime I'll I'll know what you look like but you won't know what I look like so just remember the voice no (laughs) big voice from head you know get jumped on her ah Remember that guy who said the joke about the grandma smoking dog shit weed? That was me. <laughs> Only men would know that. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, yeah, you, you sick fuck. I <laughs> yeah, won't call you sick. I just go a bit weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, we all we're, we're all a bit strange. <laughs> I just remember just to turn down any that you're going to give me. That's right. <laughs> Watch out for the dog shit weed. Oh, mm-hmm. Well, thank you for having me, lads. <laughs> thank you very much for joining us. It's a pleasure. It's been, been a, a lot pleasure, of fun. man. Yeah. Yeah. No thank problem. You. you take care. You too. Bye. We'll see you soon. Bye. 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 So there we go, everybody. That was the interview with Dr. Callie Seaman. Again, you can head over to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and find her over there if you want to drop her a message and say hi. I heard you on High on Homegrown. Really enjoyed the episode. That'd be cool. I'm sure she'd appreciate that. But I hope to get her back on the show in the future so we can talk to her some more because that was a good laugh. I enjoyed it. But don't forget, next week, we're going to have all interviews next week. Uh, interviews with Danny Danko, Matthew Gates, Brandon Russ, Tommy Chung. I'm not sure which interviews are going to go out on which days, but they'll be coming next week. So stay tuned for those. Uh, in the meantime, don't forget to download the Grow Guides on Friday. Have a great weekend. Stay high, stay safe, and share the show with friends if you can. We'd massively appreciate that too. But for now, enjoy the rest of your day and enjoy the rest of your week. Stay high, stay safe, and we'll see you soon over a high on homegrown. Don't forget to sign up to PlosiusGrown.com if you haven't done that yet too. That'd be cool. See you over there. But for now, bye-bye.